The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thursday Night Football Week 16, Saints at Rams. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Taking the Points podcast, part of the SB Nation NFL show presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code SBNFL because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Agent eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. I am Chris Dunnels, at Chris Dunnels on your favorite social media, joined as always by the one, the only, the best Bills fan in the world, Jay Spence. What's going on, Chris? How's, how, how has your week been so far? Man, both of our teams had big wins last week, right? Your, your Bills and my Saints, and we're going to talk a lot about my Saints coming up into Thursday Night Football, but you've got to be feeling really good right now. Yeah, it was the type of win that I needed to kind of have any type of optimism heading into the playoff, you know, this this stretch down the run here where uh, the Bills are trying to still make it as a wild card team. So, yeah, big, big win over uh, the Cowboys. I know stats kind of love that as well. Yeah, well, even as a Saints fan, I just don't like the Cowboys still growing up in the <laughs> geographic southeast, the America's team. I always find joy when the Cowboys lose. So good on the Bills. Saints coming off a win over Tommy DeVito, shutting down DeVito mania, uh, and they were using the the Tommy DeVito hand gesture after every sack. Mm-hmm. I think they sacked him like seven times in the game. Yeah, that one, the the, the fingers up. Uh, so I think Tommy DeVito, that that dream is over. It's it's done. The NFL now knows he's not actually going to be a starting quarterback, but the <laughs> Saints needed that too for their playoff odds. Uh, they're coming into this week now traveling on a short week to Los Angeles to face off against the Rams. We're recording this early Wednesday morning. Rams right now home four-point favorites. So when you see that, what do you think? Uh, I think I think I like it. Um, obviously, typically for a home point or a home field advantage, they give you like three. Uh, but there's still another point here that they're giving the Rams. I like I, I like the Rams since uh, Cooper Cup has come back from injury. Like ever since, I think that Matt Stafford is having a really good, like a sneaky good season, and uh, I just. I, I really like the Rams here. I think offensively they're they're solid again. Defensively they're still pretty good. They're the kind of middle of the pack when you look at them statistically. But I just feel like when you watch the games, uh, I, I still feel like they 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 play well enough defense to stay in games. And I I see this going. Sorry, Chris, and sorry, Saints fans. 
but I just see this going in favor of the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams with the spread. So before I get into mine, I'll just say both these teams right now are coming in with identical seven and seven records. So I see a lot of reasons where you could look at this and say, you know what, both teams are coming in seven and seven playing in Los Angeles in the Rams stadium isn't a huge home field advantage for the Rams. So it's not like the Saints have to worry about that. Both teams are generally healthy in that they haven't lost any players the past couple of weeks. Saints still have some key players, Marshawn Lattimore, Michael Thomas on injured reserve, Chris Olave missed last week. Uh, So both teams are coming in with equal issues and equal desires to make the playoffs. The problem is, is when you start digging in and looking a little deeper and you say, okay, well, the the Vikings are seven and seven. Who are the kinds of teams they've lost to? And you look at teams like the Eagles or the Ravens, you know, actually competitive teams in the NFL. Then you go to the Saints side and they've lost to Desmond Ritter's Falcons. (laughs) And you, you could just use that as the microcosm of both teams can come in with seven and seven records, but that doesn't mean they're equal. And as a Saints fan, I'm going to piss off a lot of other Saints fans. The Saints are trash. Like they're on a two game win streak, but they beat Bryce Young, a rookie quarterback, with no weapons around him and an interim head coach. And then they beat Tommy DeVito, who shouldn't have been a starting quarterback in the NFL anyway, the third string for the Giants. Right. So, yeah, they, they've beat two bad teams like they're supposed to by multiple scores. But this is not a good team by any means. It's an old team. It's a trash team. They're injured right now. So I'm also picking the Rams, even with the points. Yikes. Now, everybody who is not, if, in case you're not familiar with the show or or really where our alliances kind of fall, Chris is a huge Saints. I mean, like, this is this is his team. And you're talking right. about your team. I was in What's New Orleans on, last Chris? week. Yeah, I was in New Orleans last week. And I'll be at the Falcons game uh, come hell or high water. So, look, it, I am definitely a Saints fan, but I try not to be a, a fan who lets my fandom bias what I'm seeing on the field. And right now, the Saints look like they might have cured some of their issues in the red zone. I have to see it multiple weeks. The Saints beat the Patriots 34 nothing. Shut them out. And that was back in, I don't know, like week six or something. And Saints fans started clamoring, oh, you know, the team's turned a corner. They're back. The offense has figured it out. Then they lost. They only put up 13 points to the Texans and lost, lost to the Jaguars. Like, there have been moments where the Saints as a team have looked like maybe they're figuring things out. But then the very next week, they stink the bed up again. So they can beat two bad teams. The Rams are not a bad team. The Giants had one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. They got fooled by every stunt the Saints defensive line pushed. Tommy DeVito could not move to his left, could not put accurate balls on his receivers. Bryce Young, again, had no receivers around him. The Panthers had to trade all their assets to be able to get Bryce Young. Christian McCaffrey is obviously no longer there either. So I just keep going back to, yes, the Saints have won, and yes, that should give Saints fans reason for optimism. And I don't necessarily think the Saints' playoff hopes are gone. They can still make the playoffs as long as they beat your best friend, Baker Mayfield, next week. I just think they're going to have a hard time this week against the Rams. But let's look at a little more. The over-under for the game, 45 and a half. So I know you're picking the Rams. Do you think the Rams and Saints combine for 45 and a half? Or is it going to be the under? Yeah, I'm taking over here. I think it's going to be fireworks, man. I think it's going to be one of those games where... 
you know, um, both sides can kind of, I think at this point of the season, I think both teams kind of know what their offense is and who that, what their identity, you know? So I just, I don't know. I think we're going to see some points here. I think it's going to be a fun Thursday night football game. One that we don't get often. Yeah. So you didn't think last week was fun when I picked the under for 35 points against with the Raiders and chargers and the (laughs) Raiders put up 63. They put up so many points. Not only was their coach fired after the game, people were calling for him to be fired at halftime. Like, not that we'd actually see that, but we pretty much knew at halftime, oh, this is over. It's done. Post-game conference aside where he's like, I deserve to be here or whatever he was saying. Like, no, <laughs> trash, they're trash, he's trash, and immediately he, got fired. He didn't even believe that. He, like, nobody, you couldn't believe that you still believe that you should have been there after that type of game. But I, I'm just happy I picked the over on that. Like, holy smokes, man. Like, it made me look smart, but nobody ever thought, come on, the, the Raiders – they one week before that they didn't score any points it's just incredible how the nfl will give you something different week to week man it's just it's incredible but yeah no i think this is going to be over for sure speaking of you know week to week consistencies we're back on our consistent bs of missing out on the first score of the game i don't know if you you realize that last week again we tried to pick the first score and it was one of the ones we didn't pick so uh, me and Stats both had uh, – or no, actually, you and Stats both had a Chargers score. Uh, Spence, you had Chargers field goal. Stats had Chargers touchdown. I had Raiders field goal, which meant the only thing was a Raiders touchdown. And like we just said, the Raiders put up a 60-burger on the Chargers. So, of course, it was a Raiders touchdown. But new week, new first score. Let's go over those odds now. Saints touchdown, plus 270. Saints field goal, plus 340. Rams touchdown plus 170 and Rams field goal plus 340. So both field goals plus 340 Rams touchdown has the best odds. Spence, what do you take it? I'm actually going with the Rams touchdown here. I think that they run all over your saints, man. I think we're going to have a good, good showing in the red zone by the the rushing attack of the Rams. All right. Well, before I get into mine, let's welcome our great, wonderful, handsome, charming, fantastic producer who hopefully always can make us look good. Stats, what are you picking? Well, first of all, I just want to say, I think if we had four people on the show, we still would find a way to get the first score of the game wrong. That's right. But I'm going to go Rams field goal. I don't know why I'm going to trust in Sean McVay's script that it's going to get them down there. I think the Saints defense will stiffen in the red zone a little bit. So I'll go Rams field goal, and I fully expect to be wrong. Well, (laughs) let me go ahead and say mine, and I'm going to go Saints field goal at plus 340 for a few reasons. So first, I think the Saints probably start with the ball. If they win the coin toss, I could see them wanting to go ahead and start early. If they lose the coin toss, I think the Rams defer. The Saints have scored in the red zone their past few trips, but historically in 2023 have struggled mightily in the red zone. Derek Carr specifically has struggled in the red zone. It's been his bugaboo his entire career. Like we talk about Kirk Cousins playing in prime time. That's Derek Carr when he gets inside the opposing 20. So I see the Saints moving the ball, but then having to kick a field goal. You mentioned Spence, the Rams rushing attack. And I'm just going to throw this out there from what the Saints did last week. So in 2023, opposing running backs or mobile quarterbacks have really stuck it to the Saints defense. But last week, Saquon Barkley, did you look up his stats? 
Do you, or watch the game or see how he did against the Saints? <laughs> I, I've watched a little bit of it. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this, man. I, so he I've had been nine for this. carries. Barkley had nine carries last week against the Saints defense. Mm-hmm. What was his total rushing yards? <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead, man. <laughs> 14. Okay. He had 14 rushing yards. So I don't know if the issue was just the Giants offensive line. Or I don't know if the Saints have now found a way to try to contain opposing running backs like they had before. So 2023 was kind of an anomaly. In 2022 and before, the Saints had a pretty good run defense. Last week, they completely shut down Saquon Barkley, who is, I don't think anyone would question, a much better running back than any running back that the Rams have. Granted, the Rams have a better offensive play caller and a better offensive line than Saquon Barkley had. But if the Saints are able to do that to Saquon Barkley, I don't think the Rams are just going to run the ball up and down the field at ease like you seem to think. It's not that I seem to think it. I just think or I, I think when you look consistently and I know games, you have to go into more in depth into the game as opposed to just looking at stats and looking at rankings. But against the run, just consistently throughout the year, the Saints aren't one of the teams that's like near the top of the league and making big stops throughout the season. So I just think consistently you kind of are who you are at this point of the year. And I don't know if I believe in, in the Saints run defense. Really, I don't know if I believe in the Saints as a team right now. I'm hoping that they make the playoffs for you. Yeah, so the Saints, if there was a trend, but there wasn't something you could point to as being the cause behind the trend then you might disregard the trend. Meaning, if the Saints suddenly were stopping the run, but they were playing the same scheme, they were playing the same personnel, you would just think, oh, well, it's kind of coincidence. But instead here, the Saints have made targeted moves in their personnel and their rotation. Cam Jordan only plays first and second downs right now. Zach Bond now comes in for third downs and as a speed rusher. So they, they've made different moves to have Cam Jordan focus in on the rushing game, have Zach Bond now be an edge rusher and a speed rusher for uh, obvious passing situations. If the Saints can continue to make those kinds of decisions, then I think they're actually going to have a decent time stopping the run of Los Angeles. The problem's going to be the passing game. The problem's going to be this wide receiver group with some of the most fun names in the NFL. I just need to say that too. I'm going to have so much fun saying names. Uh, is one of the best wide receiver groups that the Saints have played. And I mentioned earlier, the Saints are already without Marshawn Lattimore. So mm -hmm. Stafford's not a mobile quarterback that have given the Saints problems. He's one who's just going to drop back three steps, five steps, already be in shotgun, look to pass. But man, I have questions about the Saints secondary being able to hold up against Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell. I wish they had more fun names like that, too, for every team. <laughs> but those are the issues that I see and why I still pick the Rams, but I don't pick the Rams because of their run game. No, I hear you. And 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 the pass game is part of why I pick it, too. I think ever since Cooper Cup came back, I mean, even before they came back, I think Matt Stafford was kind of having a decent year. But once he came back and then all the other fun names that you mentioned, I think that the Rams have kind of just they, – they've really – done their part on offense man and it's been fun to watch it's been fun to watch how everybody's kind of just falling into their part and, and that offense is it's scary and I think at this point in the year it's, a, it's an offense it's a passing attack that you don't want to go up against so no I agree I think the Saints has their, have their hands full this week uh, with, with Cooper Cup and 
and Matt Stafford. Everyone's doing what they're supposed to do on the Rams offense, but you did what you were supposed to do last week, Spence, with the conservative parlay. So stats, ring the bell. Spence, your conservative parlay was the only parlay uh, of the ones that you or I mentioned for last week's game with the Raiders and the Chargers, in part because I had a lot of Josh Jacobs sprinkled throughout mine, and because, too, uh, I thought, like most of the world thought, no team was going to put up 60 points and play so just beat the other team so badly, just take them behind the wood house and just stomp on them that it would result in Brandon Staley getting fired. So this week though, new conservative parlays, I'll go ahead and jump right into mine. So three legs looking to just double your money here. First leg Rams money line. So Rams win the game. I'm not even saying with the points, just Rams win. Rams are over 17 and a half. Saints are over 13 and a half. That's it. So Rams money line, Rams put up at least 18 points. Saints put up at least 14 points, and that's plus 114. So that's it. We can double your money. Shouldn't take much. I expect both offenses. I don't know if I mentioned it earlier. I'm also taking the over for this game. So I expect both offenses to have a little bit of success. These are pretty easy numbers to zoom past, plus 114 odds. What do you think, Spence? I like it. I think I – think, um... I can get with those odds. I love how when you aren't really too confident in anyone in particular, it's like, nope, we're not throwing people in these yet. We're just going to we're going to go with the game itself. I love that. I, I, I've noticed your betting style. I appreciate it. I'm going to go uh, with my conservative plus 132. Kyron Williams, anytime touchdown. I got Matthew Stafford over one and a half passing touchdowns and the Rams to win every quarter. No. So I'm going to say that. Your Saints will have a, a quarter or two, maybe where they, you know, uh, at least tie, have, right? Yeah, they'll they'll at least tie it, give you some confidence there, and then uh, you know a couple of touchdowns from Matt Stafford and, and Kyron Williams, and I think that uh, you know plus one thirty two, pretty good conservative parlay. You can just over double your money. Yeah, so you're right that. Oftentimes, if I'm unsure about things for individual players, I'll just pick things with the game specifically and maybe the offense as a whole. But moving to my aggressive parlay, I, I do have some players here. So three legs, Cooper Cup over 60 receiving yards. So Cooper Cup will probably be matched up against the current Saints de facto number one cornerback, Paulson Adebo. But I think Cup's just a better player. So over 60 receiving yards. Alvin Kamara, over 50 rushing yards. I think if the Saints want to do anything with the ball on offense, they will need Alvin Kamara to have a big game. Uh, So Alvin Kamara, over 50 rushing yards. And no to either team scoring three or more times unanswered. So Hmm. I think that at most you might have the Rams score twice, but before they score a third time, the Saints can at least get a field goal on the board. So those three things, Cup over 60 receiving yards, Kamara over 50 rushing yards, and no to either team scoring three or more times unanswered, plus 440. I like it. Actually, I like it a lot, and I'll tell you why. So for me, I, mine is a plus 525, and I got Cooper Cup with plus 50 or more receiving yards. I'm going to uh, go with the Alvin Kamara anytime touchdown score, and then I have the Rams to win by at least six points. So between one to six points with a Ram win. So that's plus... 525. Yeah, so again, we're back on RBS where your parlays are more aggressive than mine. But here we go into the crazy parlays. I want to hit mine after yours. So Spence, go ahead and roll right into your uh, super fun parlay. Okay, so another reason why I liked your aggressive parlay, 
you you have one of the legs in there that I have with my, to start off my crazy parlay. So for plus fifteen hundred, I'm gonna agree with you and say that no team goes to score three times unanswered. I like that leg. Uh, yes to a successful two point conversion, and then Cooper Cup, man, I think he's the star of the night. I don't think he's the Thor Award winner, but he's he's the star of the night for the Rams, man. Uh, anytime touchdown there. So again, fifteen plus fifteen hundred. Yes, two point conversion. Cooper Cup anytime touchdown and no, no team will score three times unanswered. So the reason why I wanted you to go first with your crazy parlay is because I had a feeling that mine might have higher odds and it does. So mine's plus 1600. Thanks. Uh, So three legs, first one, Saints kicker, Blake groupie over one and a half field goals. So all he needs is two field goals for that leg to hit. Second leg, Matthew Stafford over 247 and a half passing yards. So he needs 248 or more. And then the final leg, this is actually the leg that makes this have such high odds, but also the leg that I'm really comfortable in and like as a separate bet. And that is Jimmy Graham, anytime touchdown score. For the season right now, Jimmy Graham has six catches. Two of them are third down c- conversions, like they convert a first down on a third down, and the Saints have gone on to score a touchdown on that drive. The other four catches of his six have been for touchdowns. Like when he comes into the game, it is important moments, and usually in the red zone, because remember what I said earlier, the Saints have started to figure out some things in the red zone because that had been their one of their bugaboos. What that has meant is Jimmy Graham has been getting on the field either directly or indirectly affecting the game. So last week, mm. the defense saw that Jimmy Graham was a focus in the red zone. A safety followed him, leaving the middle of the field open for a no-name wide receiver to catch and just free and clear touchdown. <laughs> so Jimmy Graham is going to be used in the red zone. If you get a first and goal or a goal-to-go situation, you're going to see Jimmy Graham. I like the chances that he can still find a way to box out a linebacker or corner and score a touchdown. Those three legs, Jimmy Graham anytime touchdown, groupie over one and a half field goals, and Stafford over 247 and a half passing yards is plus 1,600. I would like it. I just want to see Graham score. I, I would love it. So, yeah, no, I, I love that parlay just, just for the sake of seeing Graham get in the game and score on Thursday night football. I, I think it's going to happen. I wish he could dunk the ball over the goalpost like he used to. That used to be his thing. Mm-hmm. And then he yeah. broke the goalpost in Atlanta. And they had to come out with an actual level and fix it. And then the NFL changed their rules saying you can't do that anymore. So I hate that he can't do that. Uh, but I hope he still finds a way to celebrate in Los Angeles after a Saints score. Man, get better equipment. Don't don't take away the celebration. Exactly. How to get exactly, Atlanta. Get, get your stuff together, Atlanta. Because the, the owner of the Falcons is like the owner of like what? Like Lowe's or Home Depot or one of them. Like everything. Yeah. So you know, just go to Lowe's, go get your stuff and <laughs> fix your, your field goal post. So Jimmy Graham is old. He's been doing this a long time, but for my bet of the game, I also have another ageless wonder here. Oh, stats came in and said home Depot. Well, you know what stats? I stand by it. That's why the Falcons suck is because they don't get their stuff from Lowe's go to Lowe's, not home Depot. <laughs> oh, my this, this podcast is not sponsored <laughs> in any way, but Lowe's feel free. Uh, we'll take your money. Uh, so feel free to sponsor us. But <laughs> that's why Arthur Smith is about to be fired. That's why the Falcons stink. That's why the Falcons blew a what 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. It's because they don't shop at Lowe's, and they only go to Home Depot. All right, so my bet of the week. Okay. 
Wow. Another ageless wonder, 34-year-old <laughs> Demario Davis, linebacker for the Saints, had arguably one of the best games, definitely one of the best quarters of football that I've seen out of a linebacker in a long time. So Demario Davis over a quarter of a sack. So if he gets a half a sack or more, it's plus 210. I talked about before how Stafford is not a mobile quarterback. He's not a threat to run. I can see Demario Davis, Saints linebacker, coming in on the, on a delayed blitz and just trucking Stafford. So hopefully no flag gets called. Which, by the way, Spence, did you see the flag on the Saints cornerback last week, Alante Taylor? No, I didn't. It must be that bad if you're asking about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it went viral on Twitter slash X, too. It was one of the worst calls of the season. It was a textbook tackle from a small cornerback. I think it gets maybe a tight end. And they threw a flag for targeting. Uh, he didn't lead with his helmet. He went to the side. It was terrible. In real time, like in, in NFL game time, it looked like a big hit and it put, happened fast. But you slow it down, you watch it, and it should be coaching tape. Like it's the kind of thing where this, the Panthers receiver dropped his helmet down and the Saints defender also dropped and went to the side to make sure that it wasn't helmet-to-helmet contact. It's what you would coach players to do. But, of course, since it's the Saints, I would get on my soapbox and say they got an unnecessary flag there and a, and a bad uh, call. Hopefully, DeMario Davis doesn't do it. If he can get half a sack or more, plus 210 odds. You know what? I will just say to that, though. I've been complaining all season on this show and every other show that I've been on about the referees this year. It's not just the Saints. I know I know you want to feel bad and, and your team is playing this week on Thursday night, so we're talking about them, but it's every game, man. Like, it is terrible. It's terrible. Okay. They've ruined a lot of – They come on, you got to admit that. I agree. I agree, but I just leave the caveat to say Kadarius Tony is garbage. He was offsides, and that call was proper. <laughs> And Jason Kelsey was trying to be too sneaky, and that call was proper. So there have been issues where the refs have unintentionally affected the out, or maybe intentionally affected the outcome of a game on some bogus BS calls. The Kadarius Tony offensive offsides, and the Jason Kelsey when he tried to scoot the ball forward a little bit. I have no problem with those. So to be clear, yeah. To to be clear, I agree. I just want to make sure. Those two calls are getting a lot of flack. I think they're both right. Listen, I'm a Bills fan, so I'm definitely not mad at the Tony call. Okay, I could care less. I'm with you. I'm with you. But yeah, so what's now, your better so the week? My, uh, yeah, my better of the week. I'm gonna um, show your show your guys some love here. They're giving plus money on an over 0.5 Alvin Kamara rushing touchdown. That's plus 135. I don't know how anybody couldn't take that. Like it's Alvin Kamara and the Saints. He's basically their offense. Give me that. Yeah, so I, I understand why it's plus money. I think it's still a good bet. It's not necessarily a safe one. If the Saints get to, we'll say, first and goal or a goal to go, two or three yards, you're going to see probably Taysom Hill. It, if you get eight, nine yards back, you're going to see Jimmy Graham. Like that, That's part of the issue there. So... I can see it. It would take a, a big play from Kamara, you know, maybe scoring on a screen from 15 yards out. But if you get right up against the goal line, I foresee a situation where maybe even Jamal Williams, the other Saints running back, who's more of the, the bruiser, uh, ends up punching it in rather than Kamara. I have Kamara in multiple fantasy leagues, so I hope that's wrong. I hope he scores. Uh, but that's that would be inconsistent with what they've done in the red zone so far. 
I'm taking Kamara. Good. Let's see it. <laughs> AK, we're, we're looking for you. All right, stats, what about you? Do you have a bet of the game for us this week? The bet that jumped out to me was part of the bet that was in uh, one of your parlays, I believe. That's the Matt Stafford passing touchdown. Over one and a half passing touchdowns. It's plus money for that. And I just, how does he not get it? He's got 12 passing touchdowns in his last four games. He has been absolutely lighting it up. And I just think now that they have a little bit of a run game, that actually makes it easier for Matt Stafford to get the passing touchdowns. I think he's going to throw at least two in the game. So I'll take the over one and a half passing touchdowns for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I like it too. I think that, remember, I picked the Rams to win. I picked the Rams uh, to give the points and win. And I've said before that I think it's going to be Matthew Stafford in the, the passing game for the Rams that ends up carrying that offense. But that's a good transition into... Uh, our Thor Award. Stas, why are you back? Get out of here. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Our Thor Award of the Week, which I mentioned Cooper Cup over 60 receiving yards. But I also said that he's going to be on the Saints' de facto number one cornerback, Paulson Adebo. So Adebo is usually mm-hmm. the number two. Lattimore's the number one. Who now will be against the Saints' current number two, a player off the bench, will be Puka Nakua, who, while Cooper Cup was out, looks like a potential future Pro Bowl receiver himself. So this is going to be the best number two wide receiver the Saints have faced without Lattimore. So I think Nakua is going to have a monster game this week. Yeah, and I think that's a fair, a safe bet, too. I think he's been having monster games with and without Cooper Cup. And like you mentioned, now you're going to be without Lattimore over on your on your Saints side. So I could absolutely see him going off. I know you said that the Saints have made some adjustments in recent weeks as far as their run defense and everything, but I'm still going to go with Kyra Williams here, man. I think just what I've seen over the last few weeks, I, I think that the Rams have figured out how to use the run game with this pass attack. And I think it's going to open up the play action pass for Stafford, which is even more dangerous for the guys that you're talking about to have a big day. So either one of us, we're, you know, we're going to, one of us is going to be right, but I'm going to go with the run game here. Yeah. I think it's possible for both to have big games. Uh, I think the, the passing game for the Rams obviously is going to be the, the key. Maybe it's Tutu Atwell who has a monster game. Maybe it's Cooper cup. I'm going to go, uh, instead with Puka Nakua. We use the Thor Award to transition to our Marvel MCU bet of the week, which, to be clear, 
I won last week, so stats play the bell. And go ahead. I'm certain. I don't even have to ask. I know. I know for a fact. You have your trivia question, your bet ready to go, right? I must be taking it easy on you guys because we're in the holiday season. This is this is one of the easier Marvel trivia questions that I have asked you. So if you don't get it, shame upon you and your house forever. Uh-oh. Going to go to Guardians of the Galaxy. Peter Quill's ship is named after which popular 80s actress? Spence is looking like he's got it. So... Is you it Benatar? No. Dang. Come what on, Spence. I mean, you know the name of the ship, right? You got to no. know. It. What is it? It's the Milano. That's right. Yeah. There you go, Spence. Way to swoop in. That's disappointing. I, I love yeah. Guardians. I love Guardians. I, I used to think that like the Thor movies were my favorite until I really realized just how much I really love Guardians. Yeah, it's the Milano, man. You got to know that. The Benatar is the second one. Is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations, Spence. You get first crack at the MCU bet of the week. This is a simple bet. Taysom Hill, anytime touchdown score, plus 165. You taking that bet? No. I'm going to say no. He's not going to get it because my man Alvin Kamara is going to get that damn touchdown. <laughs> yeah, that's consistent with what you're saying. And, you know, kind of consistent with where I was going of why I had questions about Kamara. I like it. I think Taysom Hill was back last week. He missed uh, the week before. They should have uh, him and Chris Olave back uh, on short rest Thursday against the Rams. So I like Taysom Hill. I think when he ends up carrying, I, I believe, I'm, I'm trying to do this from memory, I believe if he has seven carries in a game, the Saints have an incredible winning percentage, like maybe one loss to a whole bunch of wins. So if the Saints can make it a point to have Taysom Hill have a big game, it means good things for the Saints, and maybe they can somehow pull off an upset and make me and all my bets wrong. Uh, So I will happily take Taysom Hill there. Okay. I mean, I hope for your sake, you know, all of these things that I'm saying in general are wrong, and I hope that they they pull it out and they they really do kind of get it together and, and give you some confidence and you don't feel that they suck and just beat two bad teams. Well, they do suck, but that's okay because remember what I said on part of the open of the show is I don't necessarily think that just because they suck, that means the Saints won't make the playoffs. The NFC yeah. sucks. The NFC South sucks out loud. Like they're just all garbage. Yeah. So all you have to do is suck less. So for my bet of the week across the week's uh, slate of games – I'm going to take the Jaguars minus one on the road against the Bucks. As long as Baker Mayfield and the Bucks lose against the Jaguars, this week, Thursday night for the Saints and Rams, doesn't really matter too much. If the Saints win, it helps. But if they lose, as long as the Bucks also lose to the Jaguars, all that does is put pressure on the following week, Saints and Bucks rematch in week 17. So give me the Jaguars to beat the Bucks on the road. I like it. I understand your your logic here. So let's go with it, man. I'm going to I'm going to double down from what stats did last week, man, and I'm going to go with my Bills against the Chargers. I think my Bills are on a, you know, they're on a mission right now. 12 and a half against the Chargers, minus 110. It's not you're not getting much money for it, but damn it, I'm taking the points. My team is going to do it. We're blowing teams out right now. Let's go. Yeah, I just looked. It's minus 11 and a half right now. And stats just came in to, to say the same. 
That's so, cool. That's cool. Let it swing whatever way you want it to. It could swing to 15. It could swing to three. It could swing back to 50. The Buffalo Bills are winning in Los Angeles this Saturday night. Book it. Oh, Book just, it. just really going on a ledge there to say the team that got beat by 60 points last week is going to lose to Josh Allen and the Bills. Man, yep. real brave of you, Spence. Hey, I mean, listen, we, we lost to the doggone we, we lost to the Denver Broncos this year. We lost to the Patriots this year. We lost. To, I, I can keep going if you want. You almost so, yes, lost I am to going Baker. Out on you a, almost lost to Baker. Almost lost to Baker on a Hail Mary at the end of the game. So I can keep going if you want to really get there. Yes, I can. I can. All right, Stats. What about you? Do you have a bet of the week for us? Well, first of all, that Bill's bet. You you took the rug right out from under me, Spence, because that's exactly where I was going to go. I think the Chargers are just in disaster right now, and Buffalo is absolutely rolling. I'm going to well, take... Yeah, pick something else now. I'm going to take the Packers minus five over the Panthers. The Panthers are awful. They're yeah, Panthers suck too. Awful. They're just... They stink on ice. So give me the Packers, who are not terrible. They're not great, but they're good enough to handle the Panthers by more than a touchdown. So give me Green Bay minus five. Yeah, basically, other than the Saints, pick every other opponent that's playing an NFC South team. So the Colts are one-point underdogs on the road to the Falcons. Pick the Colts. Like The, the Jaguars are one-point favorites on the road to the Bucks. Still pick the Jaguars. So See, whoever's going Bucks against the I NFC think, South. Well, Baker, man, he's been going. And you know how much I don't really care for Baker. He's been going off lately. Like last week, what he did against the Packers, dude, it was insane. Like they've been, Baker has been killing. Oh, my God. Lightning's going to strike. What I know. Is this? I what world it. are we I got to be honest. I got to be honest. When he's balling out like that, I got to I gotta talk about it. You're going to have to bust man, out it, the Baker jersey. You might need to it wear sucks it. for me to. Yeah, I might have to. <laughs> Stat says he asks if I'm being held hostage. I, I don't know. Yeah. I might be, man. Send help. Yeah, this would be one of those things like when you see on social media, like if you tweeted one thing to try to communicate to your followers that you you were being held captive, what would it be? And it would be Spence offering Baker Mayfield praise would be very high. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to do that later on, like right before the show is live. I'm going to tweet just like Baker Mayfield is the best quarterback in the NFC. And I just want to see if my followers like actually. Yeah, yeah, I just want to see if like who it's like Spence has been hacked. Yeah, is going to be it. the thought. Or just who hurt we'll you? <laughs> we'll see. All right. Across the NFL, I kind of touched on it earlier. Uh, the Falcons are also trash. So the NFC South is trash. That's the name <laughs> of this podcast. So stats, I don't know what you're going to name this one, but if you want to include somehow that the NFC South is garbage, feel free. Uh, Desmond Ritter's garbage. He threw just a horrible interception that ended up costing the Falcons the game in front of eight fans. I think all eight Commanders fans went to the Panthers-Falcons game last week. <laughs> uh, and now people are calling for Falcons head coach Arthur Smith to lose his job. Uh, Arthur Blank, the owner the owner of Home Depot, not Lowe's, uh, has come out and said, well, we're just going to let the season play out, which is code for he's done. He's gone. It's over. End of the season, maybe, but no matter what, he's not going to be the coach next year. Well, I mean, you could add the Falcons to the long list of teams who I feel like need to move on from their head coaches. But no, I love all the the coaching. Uh, the we're getting news early, you know, so we're moving on there in Atlanta. We're moving on in New England. Uh, I love hearing about it early, so that way we can kind of start the conversation of you know who's the best fit for these teams and. 
who wants it. We, we got a coach that we're going to be looking for in Los Angeles with the Chargers. So, yeah, it was going to be a fun offseason with, with the coaching changes, man. Yeah, I need the Saints to go ahead and announce that Dennis Allen, their head coach, won't be back next year. But if they make the playoffs, then I think they're going to keep him for better or worse. Anything else across the NFL we're missing, Spence? No. Uh, well, Aaron Rodgers did come out and say that it's not realistic to be medically cleared <laughs> in the short amount of time that he's been out, which I think we all knew and I think we all said. But uh, that is he he has come out and said that he's not going to be active well, because I am not, shocked. Yeah, I am, I am shocked. Too. His his Color healing, his healing crystals uh, weren't enough <laughs> to magically heal his busted Achilles. But lo and behold, regular medicine prevails, and he's going to have to uh, end up missing the rest of the season. But he, I think he also said that this probably won't be his last season. So hopefully we can uh, just avoid all of those retirement rumors and that drama from last year heading into next season because he doesn't want his career to end that way. But other than that, hopefully Thursday night will be a good game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be good for uh, Saints fans, but hopefully it's good for NFL fans. Uh, across the country, across the world, watching the game. See you next week. This is with the outro and take us home.